Yo, yo, what is happening? It's your boy Roy, and it's another episode of Sync Gems. Today, we have a round two with none other than Eric Bolivar. And yeah, he was he was the first episode that I ever did with a guest and we met for real this time in LA when I was uh, in for PMC. After the conference was over, he invited me to his spot, to his lovely studio to meet his lovely um, girlfriend. I don't know if she's also a wife today. I'm sorry if she's not, but just like his, uh, his amazing significant other and I, we chilled, me and him and his dogs, and his dog, and his dog actually also uh, came through in the middle of the episode to say hi. So if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, you'll see the dog. On this podcast, we talk about a range of things, but we start from the PMC, what we've experienced and how we experienced it. Eric talks about things from his angle, which is he's been going to these conferences and to PMC uh, specifically since 2016. So it's his seventh year, I think. Six. I'm not. I haven't got my math today going for me, but we talk about his experience throughout the years and why you want to probably put yourself out there even if you're a bedroom composer from alaska you probably want to meet some people who are doing what you are doing and we get into the whys we get into slow burn relationships the slow burn effect we talk about um, how to be the first on people's minds and on people's short lists or lists. I don't know if short lists, it still gives me a bit of a weird connotation. Um, we talk about why supervisors don't want to work with you directly if you're a composer. I mean, um, we talk about building trust with uh, people and publishers who you work with. We talk about why you should make music that challenges you and way, way more. This intro is going way too long. I'm sorry, guys, but fuck it. If you like this podcast, please go ahead, give it a five-star rating and a review on Apple. If you're on Apple, please go down, scroll down on your phone and give it a five-star rating and a review. This really helps the show grow. On Spotify, you can give it a five-star review um, or five-star rating. And on Apple, you can write a review. If you can share the posts on your socials, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, this also really helps the podcast and helps me get more guests on the show. Um, another thing is I want to thank y'all. We're reaching the 10,000 mark right now, um, 10,000 listens, which is it's just a huge thing for me. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I never thought the podcast would get to, to, to such things. So thank y'all for, for, for really supporting this. Uh, it's huge and it means the world. Um, yeah, I think that's all guys. Let's let me let, let's just go into it. Hola, hola. Hola, señor. Let's hola, get hola. this a little bit closer so you okay. can hear us a little bit better. Okay. Um, fire. 
Right. How's it been, man? Happy to see you here. I'm for, here in LA. For those who don't know, uh, we spent three days at the conference, music production conference, hanging out, and it was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm touching Eric for real. For right real, like, in Los Angeles. Roy yeah. is in LA. It's for real. It's no, There's no Zoom here, no screens. Yeah. We are out here. Live action. Here. Live action. Live and alive. Man, um, so how have you been? Busy. Okay. Um, working on several projects. Happy. Happy to hang out with friends. This week has been amazing. Yeah. Healthy. Um, despite no. the many... Uh, sweets that I've been eating <laughs> these days and all the tacos and oh yeah <laughs> the free drinks <laughs> um good I'm, I'm I'm good this I'm event good. this event was uh something else to me like it was so well put together um the way that I see it I mean it's not your first time in PMC it's my mm -hmm. first time in PMC but I found that the way they put it together and the way it was very seamless, the way there was not a lot of waiting for a lot of things. It was just, um, it felt great. Like a lot of, uh, um, I don't know. I, if, I don't know where to start uh, about talking about this, uh, this experience for me, especially being here for the first time. I feel like it was, um, it was just amazing to see everybody there. Literally. And you already knew a lot of people via Zoom meetings, your podcast, emails. That's true. You met them in person and new people. But it's, yeah, but it's something else, you know, to, to actually meet all these people in real life and just like see how they the, their energy feels. And, you know, like um, for me, one really special thing that happened was uh, the first library that accepted me. Um, uh, um was a library that is an APM and I never I didn't even know how the library owner looked um but it's a library that I put two albums with and they were really really supportive they were yeah. the first people who were like yeah we'll put our we'll 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 um put our chips on you kind of thing and they really guided me through these two albums and it really gave me the introduction to the um, the the how this works and they were like, they walked me so patiently. I was doing all my diva artist shit, you know, that artists do like where, you know, with contracts and all these like what in perpetuity and all these things. Like, you know, I did it all to them. Did it all, man. And they didn't, and they had, they didn't care. They, did it, they had every reason to, to get rid of me and to ditch me. And they were so supportive. And That's I met good. the guy there. At the production conference? Yeah. I, cool. I met I met him and uh, like the owner of the, the library and he was such a sweet person. So nice. and I can tell that about a lot of people from that industry. It's just like really cool people who are either ex composers or active composers that just want to make sense of this. Um, and it's it was so cool. I like that. I like that. I'm very I'm very glad that you had that experience. Um, a lot of people in this industry are genuinely nice. I like that about the production music industry. Um, it's like we, we speak the same language and mm. we understand each other. Mm. And, you know, when a publisher asks, asks you to make revisions or they say, hey, sorry, that didn't work out this time or whatever, that they're, they're empathic. They know what you go through because they've done it. And it's 
it's a really supportive industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my experience has been very positive uh, talking to composers, producers, and, and publishers that have supported me. Um, and, you know, going to the production music conference and seeing friends that I've known for years and, and making new friends makes me makes me like it, makes me realize that being human is more important than anything else. You know, like mm. it's, hey, you know, I love seeing you, dude, or whatever. It's like, wow, that that's the moment I, I really, you know, cherish because it's, it, you, we can make music alone all the time. That's what we do. You know, you're in Bali, you're, I'm here, but in my studio all the time by myself or, or with my doggies. And when you get to see friends, you, you have to value and respect that. Mm. You have to really respect them because they go through the same stuff that you go through yeah and i mean like the cool thing about it is like you know um meeting in person with all uh, all the people it's like all the values of working with a library kind of go out the window kind of like um you know all the be mindful of how you send the email and all these things it's like it's real time right so you come up and you're who you are so you present your full self without any filters without all the thinking without all the drafts without anything you just come up to them and and i love doing that because i mean um and i i more more than that i love coming in without doing my research and why is that because i get to meet such cool people and not know what they do mm. so they can be the 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 vp of apm Uh, which uh, VP of creative I just I, you I, met them I, yeah yeah I, I yesterday I had her on and uh, I interviewed her um oh, but, really yeah 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 um but just like having so many people I don't know what they do um and then just talk to them about dogs dogs well that's what I'm saying like be human and yeah. and I know you have a lot of people interested in and And this podcast which you do so well and, and some of them are, are starting in the industry and it's something that I heard when I started everybody would say this you have to be nice to people you have this is people's industry right and I didn't get it and you know it's not like I wanted to be rude but I was very formal and distant and like yeah. good morning sir I mm-hmm. hope you're doing well this and yeah. that sincerely <laughs> me and then once I started started being more comfortable around people All these people that now that are now my friends I understood that yeah you have to be polite respectful and nice but just be very warm and human and that is is, is much better you know when you get when you get to meet them in person these people become your friends yeah and that that point everything becomes much easier to communicate to like have projects together ask questions if you have doubts and that that would That's been my experience like I started going there in 2016 wow when they started and and now I just relax you know I just hang out and like hey this is my friend that's my friend yeah. or I don't know you yet but yeah, let's let's just hang out and yeah be cool people together a hundred percent it's 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 just like it's um yeah it just blows my mind I, every time like I go to these things and I invest a lot of money right like it's 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 I mean, I, I feel like for me, coming from Bali, it was three grand out the gate without even like the food, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money. Like it's, it's some for, 
maybe for some it's it's easy for me. It's a lot of money. To, it well, it to, is some money, yeah. Um, so just, just like coming here and like being doubtful and not knowing and and all these things um, brought me to a place of release. Like I was so stressed about coming here, to be honest. Like so nervous. I, I get it. I'm so totally nervous, it. and I was and, and not even not even will this be of value to me? Like will will I like even the people that I meet and stuff like that? Yeah, like will I will I find myself? You know, it's scary. It's like it's like finally putting that mirror in front of myself of like these are the actually the people I work with. Because you, you hadn't I mean? gone to another conference in another place. Never right? met anyone that I did music like for in Stanford. person. Never. Okay, and now that you have gone through the conference, what's the outcome for it, you? It was just like, man, a, a freaking sigh of release. Did like, you feel welcome? I Did felt feel... so... I, I felt that, that it's people like me. It's my people, you know? It's it's mm -hmm. so weird. But it was just like, there's a reason I gravitated towards this. Like, there are people from all different walks of life. You mm -hmm. know, there are healthy people there are unhealthy people there are there <laughs> yeah. are holistic people there are overweight people there are no there there, uh -huh. there there are business people there are artist people there there's it's just like this this uh, uh um just like um melting pot this mm. thing of a lot of people that are just it, it's like an ecosystem that's true yeah so like and and you can go to a thing like that and decide actually consciously who you want to work with because if like if you meet somebody you can you can send emails and and nothing will come across but mm. then like you meet them and something is off you know like okay like versus somebody you had the best interaction with and they're getting you placements already it's like what is it's a no-brainer to me with who i'm gonna work you know what i mean absolutely yeah absolutely and Put a face in the, you know, in that email, like when you meet the person and then if you become really good friends with that person and you have a good relationship, the hard times are easier. Mm. You know, hard times meaning like, hey, Roy, I'm sorry, this license didn't work out. You know, they mm. didn't like the song or mm. I'm going to request that you do a revision number five. Mm. And like, you know what? I like this dude. Yeah. I'll do it. We're, we're together as opposed to somebody <laughs> that you haven't met or somebody who's rude or you know unfriendly and I, like you said is is totally an ecosystem yeah yeah it's just uh man it was wild and and at the time that this happened like a lot of serendipitous things i feel like when i go very far out of my comfort zone that's for me i, I know it from years like of traveling and things like mm. that these are the times where like really weird serendipitous things happen one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, and yeah, I just, so I'm, uh, uh, I met this guy, just a random composer, said hi to him. And, uh, and we start talking and he's like, yeah, I make music for this label. Um, and he said the name and I didn't, I didn't connect. And then I connected that it's, an, it's a label that I did something with as well. Um, uh, um, and then he was saying, oh, they're actually here. Let me, let me introduce you. And then yeah. he introduced us. We did one track. I did one track for that label. Then we connected a name to a face. And then we started talking just like about anything and everything. Next thing is like, they want, they, they want me to do another album from like, I had one track, mind you. Like, they're like, we want you to do an album. So it's like, 
it was um it's just brings it brings me to uh, um to implore people to just like do things like that like it doesn't have to be a huge step of going to la but just like meet up with somebody you know what i mean like feel the energy of somebody else who does what you do um because if you don't know that um and I, again I, i've i've been there but i don't know that and you do it for five six years and then it appears not to be your 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 jam mm. then you'd rather do it quick you know what i mean like you'd rather do it quicker than just yeah and that was why i started the podcast so i can interact with people like you and just right, like figure right. it out um but yeah the zoom is cool but then just like adding that layer of of human of of space of all these things it just adds such a different uh, um layer to it completely yeah um so yeah man it's crazy to me it's amazing to me that you've been coming to this for 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 uh, since 2016 and i think it's so interesting to hear the perspective from somebody who's been here for since 2016 to uh, somebody who's been there only once so for you do you approach these uh, um, conferences as like tightening relationships do you approach it as like meeting new publishers and opportunities do you approach it as uh, um, just something that you you do because you do it what is what what is it like for you they're all different because i have gone to different conferences and uh, at different stages of my career so the first years going to production music conference i didn't know a whole lot of people like publishers and maybe i knew a couple of composers because they're colleagues um so it was a little shy maybe shy to talk to people shy to talk to especially publishers and i didn't know the names of the publishers so and i didn't know who ran these publishers so i was just like walking around like hi hmm. hi <laughs> you're very shy yeah. um after a few years i knew everybody and i had worked with a lot of publishers already and i knew a lot of uh, colleagues and now i go just to hang out and have a good time hmm. Which is the same case for like the experienced, you know, executives and publishers. Like they don't go there to like scout new composers or, you know, solidify any relationship with a publisher or or sub publisher or whatever. They just go there like, hey, you want to have a drink? You want to yeah. grab lunch and have a good time? Yeah. Uh, but that's really important as well. Um, I've gone to other conferences where I don't know anybody, like uh, the Guild of Music Supervisors. Um, which is amazing as well. And it's it's totally different. But because I have the experience of going to these production music conferences and other ones that I where I know everybody, I go very relaxed as opposed to like, I want to hustle. I want to hustle. Mm. Hey, I'm Eric Believer and I'm mm. whatever. And I'm like, that's, that's not cool. Nobody likes that. Guy, like, I'm a composer. Can I get you my car? What's your phone number? Yeah. Like, that's don't do that so i just go there and if i don't know anybody i'm like hey what's your name oh roy cool man what you do oh great nice to meet you and 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 maybe i'll see you at another conference maybe i'll see you the following year and at some point we'll we become friends yeah and and so that's my approach it's really more like wanting to have a good time mm. i want to learn a lot but i think the most important 
element is 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 having a good time because if you're having a good time people will feel very comfortable around you and you know of course you, you have to be polite you have to be nice and respectful but not with the mentality of like i want i want to like connect with people on a business yeah. level and yeah. you know hustle yeah. I, i gotta bring my dog in, in the studio let in. let's let her She's in like Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if your camera can. Maya, is, the dog. My dog. Okay, you don't see her. We'll, we'll show show she it to you to, later. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she wants oh, to she's be part a of, beautiful uh, dog. Oh my god. Oh, she wants to go up. Nah, not today. Okay, Mama. You can come if if she wants. Do you want to come up? All right, we, we have come a up. pet. There you go. Podcast you Maya. There you go. Oh my god! Go. <laughs> Big interruption. <laughs> Big interruption from this beautiful puppy. Um, oh, she's the star of the show now. Yeah, she is. Do you want to lay down? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? How do you want to? How do you want to go about this? Okay, okay. there you go. There she goes. There you go. Um, so I, f- I feel like what um, what a lot of people uh, can what I can also take away from that from what you were saying and and as well as in general just like experiencing it by myself is just the fact that um um some some people yeah especially more i guess uh, socially awkward people will come uh, with uh like with a push with an agenda to like hi i have something to sell you in my mind kind of thing which is very important in my opinion not to come with even if you're selling something um because in these conferences yeah uh, 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 people want to see Uh, who you are before you sell them something mm-hmm. that's what I felt anyway as a composer I feel like maybe as a sub as a sub publisher or a publisher you can maybe come up with a come in with a bit more of a business um, w- with the business agenda because you're looking for maybe if you're a sub publisher you're looking for some labels for your sub publishing you're looking for a deal or you're looking for things like that but as a composer, I feel like there are a few approaches and what works for me is not the especially with other composers and with uh, labels it's not the the hey I'm this mm-hmm. uh, because it 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 cancels the reason uh, uh, why you're there this is exactly and this is what works I mean I'm not telling this to you but to some of the listeners because you yeah. are very social and nice person but this is what works if i don't know you mm-hmm. let's say let's say i'm shy uh-huh. and i want to like connect with you whether i'm i'm a composer and you're a pub- publisher or whatever I'm, I'm, i want to connect with you mm-hmm. and i'm at a conference i'm like what's your name where are you from and, and find out something about you that is interesting mm-hmm. like if you like surfing mm-hmm. oh cool well i don't know how to surf but I've tried it a few times and I suck at it, but tell me about it. And then we start connecting on a human level. Like we both have dogs. Yeah. You know, true. so obviously we both love dogs. Uh-huh. Look at this. Um, if I start talking to you about your dog or about my dog, we can connect. And I'm not trying to be sneaky. I'm not trying to be hypocritical. I'm just trying to find something that is human, that is close to your heart and my heart. Mm-hmm. that that we can talk about without having an agenda like okay can I work with you yeah. can I give you my business card blah blah yeah. and and by doing that also 
we can get closer a lot quicker and and in a more organic way mm. you know yeah i feel you i i think that in general in in human dynamics in general a lot of people bypass so many things because of uh a perceived notion they have like mm. you are a good composer like eric bolivar is like a celebrity so that that's why it sucks to be a celebrity because people see you as an object true like absolutely like that like imagine true. like being being an 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 actor a famous actor people just come into your space daily hourly true. to ask for a piece of you um and and as a label owner like of a mega tracks that was there or you know like one of the all the big ones um universal i think they weren't there or they were in the first day but um they they the last thing they want is for somebody to throw themselves on them because Everybody's they don't want to they don't want to give a signature they don't want to take another so i feel like there's a really strong correlation here where even celebrities like if I, like if you say hello to a celebrity they'll appreciate you so much more than if you go up to look at them weirdly from the other side of the room or come up to them and ask them for a a a, a signature an autograph even if you come up and say hey i love your work here thanks for that they would appreciate it more than if you come and and invade their space and i feel like in conferences and in general in human interactions right yeah the the, the pup is giving me her hand um but um but uh, uh in human interactions in general the people who are uh, on top don't want to be just pitched to like mm. all these all this talk about um elevator pitch is just i think it's it's a bit um it's been taken a bit out of context okay true um because like a person wants to see wants to see hunger and they want to see a human that's why people like take on these these uh, weird uh, apprentices uh, weird uh, interns and all these things because they see the hunger um you know so it's uh, um you don't have to convey your hunger that's what i'm saying you don't have I to get push it, your yes. hunger and and it comes across as inauthentic and, and pushing like yeah 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 So yeah, like when you when you asked me said what what's my my goal to have a good time. And I really had a good time. Yeah. Just hey, I know this guy. What's up? Guy, how's it going? Hey, I know this lady, whatever. And like, yeah. oh, I I I know about your work if I don't yeah. know the person. Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to behave. And then and then just have a good time, you know, and I want to be people's friends and mm. wish them the best if 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 I don't work with them or I don't care to work with them because you know it's not my style or whatever i still want to be their friends and 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 want them to do well yeah so yeah 100% and so for you like let's say from this um from this from this uh um these three days cool. that's great yeah she's down <laughs> the the eagle is down um and she wants to get out come on girl um So from your perspective what uh, uh, did you have in a certain expectation coming into this or how did, how what's it like for you because it is it's not a cheap thing right like mm. it's it does cost a few hundred mm -hmm. bucks and it's uh it's commute and it's commitment uh, of time like before you come to these uh, um uh, um I guess yeah before you come to these uh 
conferences, what do you, what mindset do you get yourself into? I, because a lot of your listeners are composers, they all know of the term slow burn, mm. musical slow yeah. burn. I realized after a few years that relationships in any industry is, or is kind of like a slow burn. Mm. I haven't become close friends to somebody just by going to a conference one day. Mm. And the greatest opportunities that I have gotten as a composer have been through friends, real friends. Um, somebody knows you, somebody refers you, somebody vouches for you, and that takes time. So when I go to a place like this, a conference, I don't go there to to come out like, okay, this conference end, ended on, on Thursday by Monday, I already have these many things happening because mm -hmm. of the conference. It's it's kind of like going to school, first grade, second grade, or going to college. You know, yeah, you don't become an expert right away. So, right. I did. For instance, I went to a workshop. It wasn't a conference. I went to a workshop in 2018. I learned things from the workshop, composers workshop. I met a few people, and then I met somebody who I, uh, I kept in touch with, you know, whatever you can, like happy birthday via Facebook. You see something that they did. Oh, congratulations. I'm happy for you. Eventually, this person reach, reached out to me asking me to make some music for a project mm. because of, of something that I knew how to do. And it worked out beautifully. I didn't approach this person to like hustle her. Like, okay, give me something to do. Give me a job. It was more like, Hey, happy birthday. Oh, congratulations on this. Oh, that's great music that you've done. And then I, I didn't really have an agenda. And yeah. it worked out that they need somebody needed something that I could do. And she referred me for the job. I got it. And it worked out beautifully. And of course, I was very grateful to, to her. Um, it's happened over and over. So if I go to this conference and I know somebody or I meet somebody, mm -hmm. I want to be that person's friend. Mm. And if I get a chance in the future to have coffee with that person, or I see that person somewhere else at a conference and I say hi, and we hey, you know, want to have a coffee, taco, whatever. Yeah. At some point, that person becomes your friend, becomes your ally. And whether that is beneficial for, for you as, as a professional or as a person, um, it'll it doesn't matter because it'll always be positive. And yeah. so my my approach is to to go there, have a good time, and at some point I'm going to make make somebody make friends with somebody, yeah. and it'll be it'll be good for for everybody. Mm. So you know, I took photos. I had a great time. At some point, I'm going to say, I mean, I'm already seeing you today, but to, to other people, hey, you know, it was nice seeing you. Hey, yeah. it was nice hanging out with you. Hey, yeah, good luck on your album release and. Yeah. Just stay in touch. That's you. You want to be people's friends. And if somebody asks for a favor, like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" Okay, whatever. If you can, that's the part of of you that is human. You do right. it. Right. And I mean, the the cool thing about uh, um, about slow burn relationships is that I feel like as time goes, and okay, 
let let me uh, take that back a little bit. I think that conferences improve the quality of relationship as opposed to to quantity as well. Like it it plants a real seed because when people know of you, it's one thing. Mm. But maybe when people have seen you and have felt your energy, you are gonna bump up a few numbers in 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 how likely they are to think about you. Yeah. Um. And that's why I feel like. And back to the slow burn thing, like you create, let's say you created, uh, you planted a seed in 2016, then, uh, uh, and let's say you met Dan Graham, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is a very uh, known, and he's like a pioneer. And also he has Gothic Storm, uh, Gothic Storm, right? Yeah. That's his, his uh, label. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, uh, uh, let's say you want to establish a relationship with him. You go up there, you go, hey, Dan Graham, it's so great to meet you. It's an honor, blah, blah, blah. You're probably a bit stiff because you you want to meet him. You want to pitch him tracks, but you don't do it. Um, and and then that's 2016. And then 2017, and you're like, oh, it's Dan Graham. Cool. He's like, he's a human. I remember seeing him last year. Hey, Dan, what's up? Uh, and, totally. then, and then maybe he'll ask you a question about yourself. And then the next year, You'll go, hey man, the, ah, that's great to see you. I actually had uh, had a few tracks with you. That's so dope. And then you'll ask you, oh, no, uh, what what album was that? La 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 la. Mm-hmm. Next year, he'll go, oh, it's you who was on that. Let's do something together, you know. And that is um, the the slow burn effect that you. Uh, um, I feel like as time goes by, you are becoming more and more people's. Uh, uh, um, uh, on more people's shortlist, which I mean, shortlist. I think it has a bad connotation, but no, but yeah, yeah. But in, in, you're becoming Ro- yeah, there. The in, Rolodex, whatever you want to call it. Like people, people are like, I need someone to to rap on my trailer, and and the first one that comes up is me because I've uh, they know me and they know my sound and they and and they've worked with me like like with you, you know that we've worked on a track, and maybe next time you'll get a, a hip hop trailer track, you'll think of me as at least the top five, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And and that is, I feel like that's what it brings it. It's it's not it's not the goal of things because it's not gonna happen with everyone. There are people who have had interactions in this conference, which was mediocre mm-hmm. or like, just like didn't happen. It just didn't, you know, it, it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna um, become everybody's best friends, yeah. And that's great as well. Um, and, 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 you never know what what they are going through as well. Like so, there's no, there will always be that. That being said, coming uh, um, these slow burn relationships come back as the biggest rewards, in my opinion. And the way also that I've seen it, um, there was a class about the history of music. Uh, I think you you showed up to it as well. Yes. Um, yes. So like basically, what he show what what he shows there is that the best gigs come from people who know people that's like that's that was the main the biggest thing that's how diversity in music became a thing it's still not big diversity in music i really hope that in the coming years the the playing field will level because we'll talk about that in a bit Mm -hmm. um but uh um uh, um the fact is that anyone who got in and and made a name for themselves in the end of the day they did it because like a, some sort of a collaboration some sort of somebody couldn't do it they came they, they were the first to, to to hop on it they were the first in their mind 
Um, and I feel like that's that has not changed, even with AI and everything and all these things that are coming to ruin the universe. It is still that it is still that slow burn game. Yeah, it's the slow burn is such a painful thing to realize for, for anyone, for me. Like when you ask me like slow burn, that's that's pretty much how, how it's been for me. I haven't had maybe there are other people that are, you know, touched by an angel and Within a year, they're seeing all kinds of success. Honestly, I haven't experienced that. I've experienced a little bit of an opportunity and a little bit of a setback. Another opportunity, a setback. Somebody who opens the doors for me, and I'm like, great, thank you. And then somebody who says, no, not here. And then and then I, I, I realize that everything takes so much time. Yeah. And you also have to be resilient and you have to keep going and never give up give up but yeah the human elements which is the, the the center of this topic conversation is that it has happened in my case because i knew somebody's friend so when you say that oh you got to know some somebody that doesn't sound as elegant and as pretty as realizing that it's not just knowing somebody mm. like you have to be somebody's friend mm. and that is the difference because i know you mm. but if i don't like you i'm not gonna refer you yeah. but you're my friend so I'm like this dude yeah is very different yeah very different because you, yeah it's it it, it, it it that's a great thing that's a, that's a great analogy i love it and it's because like when somebody recommends there's recommending and there's recommending right like that's it's like oh i know this guy like i know i know a dude who does uh -huh. it and there's like Oh, Roy, he's, he's your guy. Like, and, you and the, have to go and with these, him. Yeah. These two different, uh, of course, they're significant because I've over exaggerated it, but it could be really subtle. Where, you know, if it's uh, if it's somebody who's more subtle in their language, they can go, "Oh, Roy's great. You can you you should actually you can count on him. He'll give you what you need." Or Eric, mm. Eric, Eric will deliver in a day. You know, like people are. Every time somebody recommends you as a composer, they are putting their name on the line. Yeah. And to put a person's name on the line, they have to have some sort of uh, uh, an understanding why they're putting their uh, name on the line. And if it's somebody they like, um, and something a cool point is coming, and 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 if it's somebody who. Uh, they they love and they want to and they want to maintain a relationship with regardless of who they are pitching him to they will pitch him to they, they will pitch him even if it's a risk you know i will pitch eric instead of uh 10 other composers that i that are in my circle because i know eric um and i would rather uh sometimes risk my name a little bit in order to maintain that relationship um because Sometimes this is what matters. And it's it's a weird thing to say, right? Because it's like business, friendship, and all these things that come come in uh that that kind of blend in this together. Uh but in the end of the day, it's it's a really clear uh, uh question. Where does everybody win? And and yeah, not not how one side wins, you know? Uh I don't know if this makes sense, but it's it makes like, total sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's there's there are a, a few ways that people go about recommending people, and I noticed that if it's somebody they know, they're like, "Oh, I got you." It's like there's there's that no one there's trusts. That, there's yeah. that 
there's this, oh man, you don't even know what you just asked for me. I got the guy for you, you know? Mm. And I would love to be that guy in people's, uh, uh, who, who people talk like that about. And I feel like it's kind of a, a, a cliche question. Like, how do you want people to talk about you when you're dead, right? It's, it's, it's a super it's a super cliche question right yeah. but it's a super cliche question yeah. but but it's actually True. cool to 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 think about like if you see a situation you see somebody struggling and you ask yourself well how do i want the, uh people to remember me when i die and then you 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 you'll probably be more kind to that person you know you'll probably show up in a in a bit more of a mindful way mm. um and i think that's it, it's one of these things where like you go on step by step, little steps, little steps, little step, and you establish like an identity that you would love people to vouch for you like that. You would like to have uh, uh, people think about you like that. Like you want them to have a smile when they think about you, not like, oh, that asshole, you know? Well, yeah. So that, I, that'll happen that sometimes. Yeah, of yeah. course. And I, I've worked... <laughs> the dog is struggling right I've here. I've worked with... I'm going to open the door for you. Yeah, you, yeah. I've worked with people... Come on. Who are very talented and um, who at some point were rude, yeah. you know, to, to the team, you know, and in the future, no matter how talented and how amazing that person is as a musician, composer, mixing engineer, whatever they do, you will not work with them again. If, if you're in the position to like refer to somebody or hire somebody, you don't do that. Mm. Why? Because they... They were rude to somebody that you care about or they were rude to you. I don't care if somebody's rude to me, by the way. I mm. care if somebody's rude to one of my friends. Because mm. I can deal. Like, okay, fine. We're working. But if I bring a friend or somebody I know and they're rude to you, I'm like, mm. ooh, blacklisted. Mm. But if they're kind, kind to you, I'm like, oh, good. That's, that's what you should do. Yeah. And I feel like, I, I mean... I don't think anybody wants to be remembered as somebody who was rude. You know what I mean? Like, so, so that's, some people like to be antagonistic. Some people want I mean, to be like, yeah. I'll. Okay, let me let me let me uh, let me let me um, rewind that. I feel like people who um, people like to be remembered as as um, decisive and as aggressive sometimes, but they don't want they 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 don't want to be rem uh, people to mm. talk about them as rude or or bitter people, right? Like, there's nobody who you'll tell, hey, hey. Uh, um, you're you're um, you're a bitter person, and they'll go like, "Oh, that's true," you know, like with a with a pride, with a like, "Oh, that's true, cool, yeah, <laughs> caught you, man. Thanks so much. I love you too." It's, I don't think anybody, uh, unless like you are being pissed off, and you're like, "You're so rude," and uh, but if you're coming to a person like mm. from a grounded place, and you're saying, "Hey, you are a really really rude person," um, and nobody like and and I know a lot of people likes you. People are not going to take this really like the best way. So I feel like um, this is this goes to whoever listens. And it's like um, if you like being able to really be sincere with yourself and mm. saying, am I being a bit of a bitch here? Like because because, <laughs> because it happens to me. Like I, I'm telling you, we're I'm telling, all little bitches. I'm so telling you, like I will have Tom one day, like the guy that uh, from uh, the guy from Bibliotech. Um, um he's kind of like he i feel like he's more of an in in the trenches he doesn't put him his face a lot out there but um 
I want to talk to him about how he dealt with me being a little bitch because I was a little <laughs> bitch. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be able to deal with myself. I was such a, I think the Maybe reason, I, I think know. that he's very patient. Okay. That's first, first of all. Um, but I think I was politely being a bitch. Okay. So, so like not, I wasn't, I wasn't like cursing and sending like uh, um, uh, emails that even when I was a bit angry because the, like uh, even when I was a bit uh, charged, I would always send respectful emails, but they would be a bit passive aggressive. Like uh, reading them back, I can feel that they have a bit of bitterness in them. But the person was so grounded and I really would love to have him on one day and ask him like, how, how'd you deal with me? I don't know if he'll work with me again after these two albums, but you know what? Like he was such a G, he was so well, patient. Well then great. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you've grown and, and you, are probably different, 100%, a different person now. Hundred percent. Okay. Uh, should invite him. Yeah. A hundred percent. And and I feel like I just I think that it would be a great uh, podcast for for people who are listening. Just okay. to you know, like because people who are listening know of my mistakes. I I pretty vulnerably put them out there. I was speaking to uh, um, Edwina Edwina from APM, and I was telling her, uh -huh. yeah, like I sometimes cannot put my ego aside. Like I'm 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 literally have. I have sometimes she was talking about something really a really beautiful concept and a really zen like concept which is like you have to know that what you're making is for a purpose that is not you as an artist I remember when you're that making. I remember um, that yeah. so she she also says it in in, in she, she I recorded her yesterday and she said that and she was talking uh, she was talking to that and 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 I and I was telling her, even a person from from APM, I, I, I'm like, literally, I told her, listen, like I, that's my, that's a lot of time I stick in my sticking point where I feel like some of my tracks are just like, let me express myself, let me be this diva, let me be this like, uh, you know, let me be this, let me be this, let me be someone, let me shine, kind of thing, where it's like, cool, but <laughs> but it's gonna, but it's gonna collect dust if it's if it's a lot of times if it's if it's made for just for the artist, you know, you know what I mean? But it's okay to share that with her and people in her position because you'll learn a lot more from their comments than you learn from a colleague who's in the same position because the other colleague is like, yeah, you should express yourself. Mm. Fuck everybody else, yeah. whatever. Whereas somebody who has more experience in the industry will tell you, sure, you can express yourself yeah. while you fill in the blank, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever wise things they might want to say. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it brought a conversation about realness, right? Like okay. about being, being real and being able to, to, to convey your realness because you have like, you have your ancestry mm. and if you in, uh, inject a little bit of it, then that's your signature. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, um, if, uh, if I would be honest, like my, my, um, it feels like my origin is like, beatboxing and like vocalizing doing weird stuff so you remember we did i did a few tracks for mm -hmm. eric and all of them start with a scream and just like a weird love ass, it. weird ass scream love right? it because right? nobody like a, will have that right only or like, you will do it or like or like a a like a um i, I think i did like i think throat. i did yeah i think yeah. i did like, yeah yeah <laughs> i did like a i did like a, vo a throat singing from one of yeah, them yeah yeah uh, um and 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 uh, um that is when I get back to something original and I bring it forward to you as like, because it was like a drum, uh, like a drum album. And I was like, okay, I made this drum with, with, with a, uh, uh, 
like a few drum um, lab libraries that everybody has. Like uh, I think it's, it was uh, Cerberus and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Damage, Damage Two. Uh -huh. Everybody has them, right? But then, like when I inject my little my my little flavor in there, That's, it sounds yeah. completely different. Right. So I mean, like uh, um, I feel like the beauty of us speaking about this mm. is being able to 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 consciously know our our weakness or our weak points and just like bringing them forward and not being rude when uh people don't want what's strong in us mm -hmm. and and that's okay too like that that's also a, a learning curve and are we willing to have that learning curve and if not we can politely say via email hey um this is uh, this opportunity i'm grateful for this opportunity but it doesn't fit me right now I think people would way more respect that than if you just don't answer them or if you go like, or, or if you, you, you send it or if you just be bitter to, to work with. Yeah. If, if we're talking about the relationship between the publisher and the composer, an experienced publisher or publishing person will know how to cast the right composer. I, I use the word cast as in, you know, Casting, if you're, yeah. if you're a great rapper, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to sing opera. If you're right. a great, you know, violinist, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask you. Hey, can you make this hip hop track for me? And you come from this classical background. Yeah. Um, if you're good at this, okay, give me that, and I'll try to exploit that thing that you can do well, mm. and give you the opportunity to shine at something that you like doing and that you're good at, and and then we work. We work from there. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, to be honest, like. I, I loved being there in the PMC because um, there was this thing that kept coming back to me and and that um, there was one panel with supervisors. Mm. Um, where you, did you go? To yeah, it? of course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one of them hopefully... Music supervisors, on. to clarify. Oh, yeah, music, music supervisors. Music supervisors. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but they also have, the, they also have uh, libraries, a few of them. Mm -hmm. uh, have super, have <coughs> their own libraries. There's a water. Oh. Thank Excuse you. Excuse me, I'm gonna. Yeah, we're we're of, being dynamic. This in is in front of the, this, this is, is free, brother. I give it to you, and you. This is a new. This is a new format. Yeah, um, we didn't bring an assistant today, so <laughs> fuck that. We're running it from the front, front to back. Um, uh, but um, the way because they were speaking to publishers, there the the amount of so let's let's just put it in um in um into um context um. There was, there was probably if correct me if I'm wrong, um, if I were to uh, to to spread it to percentages, I believe there were seventy percent that weren't composers in this uh, in this uh, in the conference. Yeah, how do you feel about it? I wouldn't know in terms of percentage. What did it feel to you like? I. Feel like yeah, the majority were not uh, composers. The majority were executives or publishers, or you know some music supervisors, people that work in tech as well. Hundred um, percent. And some composers, and you can spot the composers from yeah, miles away. Miles away. And yeah. and and it didn't feel. How do you saturated. spot them? How how do you? <laughs> I mean, I know how, but <laughs> I mean, pretty much like I, I looked like a black sheep there because I was just like with a hoodie and with a with a hat. Everybody was like with their with their nice uh, button shirts, and I was kind of like a little bit of a hip hop look. That's I totally like, fine. 
fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fu- I mean, it's it's not not fine, but it's just like it was. It's funny to to how you were saying. Like you could see the composers, and but there weren't a lot. So I mean, like, uh, um, yeah. I feel like there were probably I I would guess thirty or less percent uh, composers from what I've I felt. But in the panel specifically with the uh, the supervisors, there was definitely. Uh, 80-90% publishers there. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I remember. Mainly older people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, ma- a lot of people I know who are, who I know of as uh, publishers. And what I'm getting to is the supervisors were okay. talking to them as if they're composers, That which was so interesting to me. She was like, for a second, I forgot they were talking to publishers because they were, uh, one of the supervisors, um, Sam, I think her name was. She was she was super cool, super yeah. feisty. Yeah. Um, uh, hope I'll I'll be able to have her as well. But um, she was speaking to publishers. Uh, she was like, "Stop sending us stuff every few days." And I was like, "Is she talking to to composers?" And then she's like, "Publishers, stop!" And she literally said, uh, "Yes." And and she was speaking to and and that just reminded me of what publishers are and it yeah. she yeah I, I know exactly who is she um addressing that to yeah she's addressing that to the hungry publishers that are not established yet because the ones that are established understand that respect and that distance in, in a sense that they don't they don't want to bother the music supervisor every week like, hey, I have some new music. You yeah. want it? Hey, I have some new music. Do you want it? Hey, I have a yeah. new song. Do but you want it? But also, established established publishers already have that relationship, so they are they know that the supervisors are already exactly. Them and the, and the, the established uh, publishers get the search request, right? Where the music supervisor sends out these massive emails, you know, like, hey, we're looking for this type of music. Yeah. What do you have? Make a playlist of no more than five or six tracks and right. please send it to us by whenever. And so they already have that relationship. So the publisher is not going to be on a weekly or daily basis bothering the music supervisor who gets bombarded all the time by all kinds of people, including artists. Like, can you hear my song? I wrote a song. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give me no yeah. answer? Do I sound pretty? Yeah, I got the skit for you. It's like holy shit! Like I got <laughs> sending a draft to somebody who gets a thousand emails a day. It's like it's cray cray, uh, it, and it's not. It's not uh, to me. It was just like listening to it from a publisher's perspective, gave me so much context about what these people are going through, um, and it gave me so much humility and compassion to these people and understanding why they wouldn't want to face uh, uh, new publishers and composers artists yeah artists directly in, yeah. in general like they they generally they wouldn't uh uh, uh I, I asked the question about artists in that panel but you know like it was just interested interesting to me like if they if they look for artist cal- catalogs and if they like to work with artists and ideally yes but in general you know these people like working uh, uh in front of companies and it's just it's not because it's not being mean to artists it's just because they know that if they uh, happen to pitch some stuff from an artist, they'll have to back it up with a lot of conviction and a lot of uh, um, and a lot of uh, just a lot of pep talk, and and they're putting their name on the line. But if they go to a company 
then it's way easier for them because they know that it's 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 a it's a it's an LLC or it's a little it's a S corp it's something like that that there is legal liability there. Well, yeah, and and something that happens with songs, maybe composers work alone, but songwriters collaborate with three or more people uh-huh. uh, in a song, and when the music supervisor needs to clear a song, clearing means like to legally sign a paper that says we can use this song for this movie or whatever yeah. they need to to have everybody's signature if they work with the publisher the work has been done already yeah. you know all the signature right if they work with the artist hey roy we love your song okay i'm i'm and roy is happy and then when they're about to put it in the ed- edit room roy will say hey by the way i wrote this song with three other people yeah two of them are my ex-girlfriend my ex-band member and this guy i don't talk to anymore Good luck getting the signature. Ah, and, and, so. and that's, I think that the, the thing is, that's what artists have done so many times, like so many times to supervisors where they're just like, we're not into doing that again. Like they're, we're not into to, 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 to going through this rodeo again and through this emotional roller coaster because they have a very tight uh, deadline at uh, usually and they don't want to take the risk. Hmm. And that's, and, 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 to me, it's totally, totally, totally legit. And that's why I think that it's super uh, uh, smart that you did what you, like, he, that you made your move. Um, and it's if it's okay to speak about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, Eric has uh, a company called Jupiter Muse. Yes! I've, I've, done, a, I've done a few tracks for them. And, um, and yeah, and, and to me, that's, Eric is, is a little bit, where I want to be in a lot of senses. He's like, he's also, he was also my sensei in my first trailer days. If, if you remember, <laughs> like my first, literally my first trailer tracks went through Eric and he was so kind to, <clears throat> to kind of give me uh, his, his output. And uh, um, where was I going with that? And oh yeah, you started your company. And I feel like as you progressed and, and made more, co- uh, more had more communications with more um supervisors you could pitch through the company and have them understand that there's no basically there's no uh, um you're not a middleman you're not anything you're a company and once you deliver a track to them that's it well what happens yes and you have the publishing yeah what happens and and this might be a little bit of a boring topic for, for some creative people. But composers love making music. Songwriters, artists love focusing on the music side. Right. When you are trying to clear a song for a project, yeah. beyond the song, yeah. you have to provide a lot more information than just the music. So if you're in communication with a music supervisor, the music supervisor says, okay, I need, what can we say? Tribal music. Because you made some tribal music, that's that's great, right? Yeah. Tribal music for this campaign, and or they don't tell you what what is for, but they give you an idea. Can you give me five tracks or songs that sound like this? The artist might not have five songs, and if the artist has the songs, there are many more things that you have to provide. So, this is the playlist. Download all of them. By the way, I have the instrumental version. I have the stems. I all the songs are registered. All the songwriters or composers are registered. There are no samples. There are many things that you're taking care of. Yeah. Metadata, 
go to the metadata of that song and you see the instrumentation, you see who the songwriter is, you see yeah. what style is, you see the BPM, the key, yeah. whatever you need. Everything. My email, phone number, who the composer is, everything. And so there, and, and it, when I started, I didn't know these things. So, you know, you can, you can give an MP3 to whatever, and they're, they're happy to get it. But now, okay, I, now I need the, the full quality version, the Wave or the AIF yeah. or whatever. Hey, who are the songwriters? Who do I pay now? Um, where's the contract? Like all of that, if if you have a publisher, if you have a company, you should know that and you're making their job easier. Yeah. Because everything is like this within a second, you know, hey, yep. can you give me something here? Playlist right away, five minutes. Yep. And who are the, the metadata is there, all the information there. Oh, and can you give me the stamps? Here it is. Yeah. And so... And that's a lot of what publishers do. Like that's the, they uh, a lot of their their thing is that they know the the jargon, they know the the language, they know how to make it easiest for a company to license your music. When a song, when a composer goes, "Hey, here's a here's a draft that I wrote," it's like you didn't even finish the song. How would would that person uh, expect? And and you're again a supervisor is a person with a tight deadline. It's like, oh, let me let me finish the track with him. Are you kidding? Like, it's 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 not ever gonna happen. Like, I I I hope I'm I'm I hope I'm hitting this right. But this it's never gonna happen. Where a, a, a supervisor would be like, let me develop this artist one second. They um, don't do that. Yeah, they don't have the time. They don't. They don't. they don't have the time. And the publisher, like the people that you worked with, if if they understand your position as an artist, they will work with you slowly to develop you because they see something in you yeah you know yep they're like they don't mind like fine it'll take me some time to work with roy or with charlie or sophie or whatever because i know they have something interesting and they have potential yeah i'll i'll take the chance i'll yeah. take the time to like yeah. coach you or whatever the music supervisor needs it by tomorrow morning yeah. Yeah. and everything needs to be properly labeled registered ready to go yeah so yeah so yeah, so if, yeah. I, f I think the the biggest conclusion from this is uh, un, un, uh, unlike when you pitch it to a uh, a label where you can pitch in an MP3 and and go uh, would it need re uh, refinements like you can you can basically uh, um, talk to them and see if they like the track gauge with them when you're talking to a supervisor I feel like you need everything on the ready on the second it's not like they'll uh, uh, um, tell you okay. We want this. Uh, can you get us some? Can you get us some stems? We we gotta get it in the coming hours. And you're like, what stems do you need? You know, like what is a, a what, stem? What is yeah? What quality of stem? Here's an MP3. Here's an MP3 of my work in progress. I got and a I got a 128 of uh, of this. Got, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> the, the 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 thing is when I feel like the biggest takeaway from this is. If you're a composer and you're choosing to send it to supervisor, good on you. But you have to have all these things. Unlike when you talk to a publisher, you have to have all these things on the ready. Um, and if they ask for refinements, then maybe like you can go ahead and send a group or something like that. But uh, uh, and that's the that's the biggest difference. Where with labels, when you work with a label before uh, working with them for the first time. I understand if they don't have it in the brief or in their uh, um, in in their in in something they sent you, 
ask them exactly like what how many stems would you like for for working with a publisher of course ask them because some publishers I've I've had that where they asked only yeah send me vocals send me an instrumental that happened to me um and the, and there are publishers let's say like trailer publishers mm-hmm. that sometimes would want a hundred stems like it's in so, fairness yeah it is the publisher's job to inform the songwriter artist or composer what they need and now the songwriter or or artist because every publisher works differently like you say If, if, if the publisher is representing songs, yeah. they might not need the stems. They might not need that whistle and that tambourine. They might need just give me your instrumental, the one with vocals, and we'll do the rest. Mm. If the publisher is doing like reality show, they might not need the whoosher and the timpani and all these things separate. Like a eh, couple of tracks, three and four. Trailer, 20 of them. Yeah. Um, which is different from like a composer who who composes for a film right. very different and so it is the publisher's job to tell the composer what's it like what they need for film it depends on the film yeah so if you work on an independent film you might send a stereo track yeah. and there's no 5.1 mix Seven or any kind yeah. and the mixing person might not even take like a stack of stems of your beautiful music just give me a stem i'll put it next to the dialogue and we're done yeah if it's a more a healthier budget film they might they might want the stems yeah. they might want everything separate so you have to talk to the whoever is in charge the mixing person the dubbing person um uh Because many times they don't have time or if there's no budget, they're not going to mix your beautiful music with, you know, surround or Atmos or anything. Yeah. So it's different. Um, but yeah, it is the publisher's job to tell the, the creative person how they want the, the stems, the quality, if they're going to master the music or if you are required to provide the music already mixed and yeah. mastered, depending on the quality, of course, and what yeah. you can do. But asking questions is, is the best thing that you as a creative person can do. Yeah, ask that's, questions yeah. like, how do you need it? When do you need it by? Do you have a document that, you know, specifies everything that you need? That way I can, you, you, you have a better relationship and a better yeah. working, you know, streamline uh, yeah, be, process. I, I, yeah. Um, I think like, yeah, the, the, that's where the saying like uh, assuming is making an ass out of you and me kind of thing. Oh, comes, that's comes so out. good. That is so true. Yeah. Coming, coming out. Um, that's, it's such a true thing because, and it's so true to compose, to composing the, the, the most steps you can, uh, from my journey, I understood it the hard way as well as that. Um, the more steps, the more you can minimize the steps of interaction, the more people would like to work with you. And if you are asking uh, concrete and stupid questions, like they could be they could be ignorant questions, but if you ask them in a professional, uh, polite and interested way, upfront, not after you put out the stems, because then it's another, I don't know how long another to step, yeah. text. Yeah, just like reducing the steps will also help Um, you be more appreciated. I, I've just, uh, the, the album I did for Chroma, it's a trailer album. And I wanted to know, she told me, yeah, uh, give us steps, uh, stems of that, of this, of that. Um, 
And and before I started exporting the stems, I sent her a, a message. Hey, would you like uh, uh, vo vocals and backing vocals? Would you like uh, sound effects? Uh, would you like downers and risers in the same file? Would you and and just asking these ignorant, uh, supposedly ignorant and, and beginners question in a very detailed way, and she was she she actually sent a message saying, "Hey, I appreciate I, I really appreciate you asking. They do. Um, I need it this way and that way and that way, and then." I had clarity on what she wanted. Uh, she had clarity that I'm doing it the right way. And then there's, it's it's just like the slow burn. It goes back to the slow burn. Like the trust is building. So mm -hmm. next time they want somebody uh, to do these things for them, they're like, oh, this is, this this may be our guy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that. these are kind of the the thoughts that this brings into to my mind in this, in this topic. They do appreciate that. And I always ask questions because everybody works differently. I'm not going to expect 100%. publisher A to mix and master and get files the way publisher B does it. Yeah, there was um, the trailer, the trailer, um, uh, the, uh, when they had the trailer, mass, I don't know, master class, whatever it was, the, the trailer um, panel. Yeah, panel, sorry. Um, and when they had the trailer panel and the mixer, I forgot his name. When, Greg Townley. Oh yeah. Um, sorry, Greg, if you're listening, I know Mark sometimes listening, listens okay. to this, <laughs> uh, but, um, Mark was telling how he exported for Greg. Um, was it 120 or 150 stems, 150 stems. And that's, it was for a big game, right? Yeah, like but Greg is the mixing engineer, just so people know, like, he, he's, he doesn't work for the publisher who gets only 20 stamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, there are projects like that, where he says, yeah, uh, a 150 is, is not a lot, actually, for me. He was saying that. Yeah. I sometimes get 300, he said. Um, and <laughs> I don't know how you handle He literally that. said that. But, uh, uh, I mean... Yeah, you'd need a, you need a, you 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 to mix three hundred tracks. I, I can only imagine you probably need a, a fucking like a um, like a cinema, like a home cinema screen for that. To well, I've, see I've seen I've seen engineers do that, and and it's all about, I mean, it must be it's wow. I don't know exhausting, but it's about narrowing down everything so you have a stack of percussion. Yeah, and then you narrow it down to like okay. This is the high percussion. This is the low percussion. Mm. Groups. Yeah. Strings. Stack of strings. Okay, you yeah. narrow it down to short and long or whatever. And then eventually you have 20. Yeah. And then from those 20, you do the final yeah. mix and match. Like so you have like a, a rough master, like uh, rough tracks, like 20 maybe uh, uh, tracks that are kind of the, the it's like thing. 20 different mixes. And eventually you get the final mix with all these many yeah. you know, that's groups. That's wild. And that takes longer. But that, that's probably more for, I would dare to say, like orchestral music and... and, mm. and I yeah, mean, trailer music... Shalev does a lot of these. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I assume. I, I would love to actually ask him about what what, it, what was his worst mix like. Because it, And he would start the, the, the answer with, Dude, <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe. dude. Ah, whoa, <laughs> that's what he would say. So, how was your experience, dude? dude. 
Let me Yo, tell I, you. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, maybe I'll, because I was, I was thinking of maybe seeing him today. So maybe I'll have him on the podcast. Dude, today. okay. Dude. <laughs> Remember that. I uh, shall live. Yeah, shall live. That's the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's, uh, it's crazy to just like see how, how, um, how different, every different thing, um, niche in, in the sink has their different dialect, their different expectations, their different thing. And that's why in the beginning, I feel like it's very important to go to one area because I've met people who make, uh, almost make their living out of uh, reality. Like a lot of people do it. Like they, they, they go, they crank out at least one track a day. And they, they send it to publishers, like tension uh, tracks or whatnot. And they make their bread and butter from it. And it's amazing, in my opinion. Um, and there's people, there are people who get bi-weekly uh, trailer placements. It's it's very rare, right? Like it's, it, it, it yeah. not maybe a monthly, uh, but, okay. but, but, you know, people who are very successful at that, mm-hmm. that that could be their bread and butter. But I feel like it's, a, it's very important for people to understand what you want your um, your success to be and then gear towards that. And you know, like it, you, you gear yourself towards trailers and if an opportunity comes to make tension music and you happen to be good at it, then you can take it. I mean, like, uh, but having that North Star and then True. operating within that, like, True. so for me it was, yes, it was trailers. I wanted to go towards the trailer route and I still do. I, I make a lot of hip hop trailers with people and uh, I, I'm still going that way, but until I reach that place where I get placements and I get the the deals that I want, I am taking a lot of opportunities on the way. Let me let me add to that that in my experience, you start with a specific goal, a specific north, yeah, direction, yeah. Along the way, you'll find opportunities and you'll find obstacles that will modify that goal a little bit um and if you stay open and optimistic you will change the course of your of your route still going to a successful goal successful place but you'll find out that your ultimate goal will have to be something that is slightly evolving and modifying as you go Mm. so when i started making Trailer music, I wanted to make orchestral fantasy-like music. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Ravel, Debussy, and so those are like my orchestral heroes, and I wanted to make music like them. Or in you know film music, Danny Elfman and John Powell kind of thing. Um, and I make music like that. Eventually, I discovered other genres like horror, like sound design, like the hybrid neoclassical with weird sounds. And I started exploring with different elements and, and I started having placements or licenses with those compositions. And I really had fun discovering how I could be very, have my own signature with a certain style that I discovered that was more unique to me than the fantasy route that I was pursuing because I really liked it. And so I'm saying that because you might have this specific goal of being the trailer guy and having, I don't know, making hip hop music. And eventually you, you, you are given the opportunity to make this music that is also trailer or that is whatever, something else. 
that is more interesting to you in the future. And if you stay open and, and again, optimistic, you, you will open new doors that you didn't know existed. Yeah. While you modify your your route, your your path, and mm. you still want to to discover who you are as you go. So That's let right. me ask you this: What do you what do you say no to? Today I say no to certain things, but before I say yes to almost everything. Mm. So today, on a human level, <laughs> I say no to people I don't like. Mm. Okay, I've. I've made music for certain companies that, although the companies are successful, maybe the person that I'm in communication with with is is not very supportive or is rude or, you know, we don't get a, a good report. And so I work with those people a little bit and then I, I say no or I say, I'm sorry, I'm busy and I keep moving. Mm. I say no to projects that don't allow me to grow artistically mm. if it's something that i've already done a hundred times and it's easy for me for my brain and creatively it's just the same thing over and over and i know there's it's easy and it it's doable but it doesn't challenge me i say no mm. because i don't want to feel comfortable i don't want to feel like every time I, I sit in front of the computer to make music i'm like i know how to do it mm. in my sleep mm. That's a dangerous place to be in. Yeah. Where you're just like comfortable. You don't give a shit. You know, like mm. I I say no to something that I've done already like a hundred times. And 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 if I know that it's just gonna be comfortable, mm, I I will perhaps take fewer of those opportunities and take the opportunities that will challenge me creatively, musically, professionally. I actually get a, a kick out of working on something that leaves me exhausted at the end of the day. That leaves me like, gosh, that was hard. Uh-huh. That was really hard. Because I know when it's hard, I'm putting my brain to work. And I'm not making it easy. And I'm doing research, music, musical research or sound design research or mixing, mastering, whatever it is that I have to do. Yeah, I think it comes down to does this leave me better than when I started? Yeah. And and it's huge. It's huge. And when you're saying that, I had a bit of a bitter uh, experience where um, an ad company asked me to um, uh, to do a song um, for... Um, they asked me to, by the way, tell us when... Tell, tell me whatever okay. we need to head. Okay. Um, um, there was an ad company that asked me to do a very left field thing, like very un, un like me, but I did an orchestral piece for them and they really liked it um, a few months ago. So they were like, we want something like this, but this. So yeah, they wanted a certain genre um, and I, I'm pretty signed at secrecy with them. So I can't tell exactly what it was, but uh, it was very weird. Um, so I did it for them. And they paid me the demo fee and they it didn't get accepted. But it was three days of my life where mm-hmm. I was just like obsessively making okay. this track. Um, and, and it didn't get accepted. And I felt sad because if it would have, I mean, uh, it was three days of my life. And of it course. was, I was sure, like something in me had expectations also. So it, it's also my ego. But um, 
the fact was, if you ask me today, like I'm telling you, like I became better from these three days. There like, you it, go. It made me, and and I got paid for them, like not as well as I uh, like. I okay, a little bit more details. I expected it to be my first five figure check, and then um, it didn't. And like I was like, okay, that's 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 it. Like I was, I I set this goal for 2024, uh, 23 to get my first five uh, five figure check. And I saw this opportunity towards the end of the year. I'm mm. like, oh, this is sent from God. I got this, you know, like I got this five figure deal. Um, and then I was so close to getting it. I was like, ah, nah. Like I was so close. Ah. And they also like, it felt like the person I was in contact with, they, they were, we were in contact back and forth. And they were like, oh, I love this. I love that. La, 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 la. So let so, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How was it beneficial for you to have made that music? A hundred percent. Why? And that's exactly that's exactly to what you were speaking to. There was a hundred percent growth. Like there was research. Well, exactly. And yeah, we have to wrap it up soon. I, but yeah. um, when I got rejected, many, 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 I didn't feel good. We all have egos. We all want to feel appreciated. And we want to feel that we're doing something that is being valued. Yeah. But they were so instrumental. I'm using that word on purpose. Mm. Uh, to my growth. Yeah. Because then I realized, oh, oh, I have to learn some stuff. Yeah. Oh, I have to be a better this and a better that. And I am not as good as I thought I was. So those rejections made me help me grow yeah they helped me grow because oh gosh i i need to improve in the, you know this thing yeah. and that's why i say you know what do you what, what was your question like what what kind of what do projects you, do you yeah. turn down yeah. or something like that like well if it's something that is so easy and comfortable that i can do in my sleep you know okay if it's it, if it pays fine but if it doesn't really challenge me, I don't want to do the same thing for the rest of my life right. and feel comfortable like pressing a button like there it is. Yeah. Because I want to grow. And yeah. and as a, as an artist, as a musician, as a composer, you always want to learn. Um Casal, the the cellist player, what was his name? Casal was his last name. He was like 80 years old and he would start the day practicing scales. And somebody asked him, Maestro, you still practicing your scales? Like, you're still like doing your ABCs. And, you know, I think it was 80 years old. It was a you know, concert cellist. He said, Well, every day I see progress. <laughs> mm, that's amazing. <laughs> so I hope I'm, you know, I hope when I'm 80 years old, I'm not complacent and just saying, like, I, I figured it all out and I'm comfortable and I, yeah. I don't need to learn a new thing. I, I, you know, music gives you that opportunity because you can play the piano and you can play wonderfully and there there's a level that you haven't reached yet and you can compose and you can be amazing or whatever and there's a level that you haven't reached yet or there's a new style that you haven't mastered yet mm. and i want i want to suck at a lot of things because i i can i can improve i don't want to be the best at something i want to be Obviously, I want to be a good composer and a good producer, but I want to tackle projects that challenge me and that make me feel like I'm, like I suck. Mm. Because then I, I would know, like, first of all, it, it, you, you check your ego, mm. you know, you know, like I'm the best, whatever. 
like, okay, I need to improve. I need to be better. I need to learn. I need to do research. And as you grow and you reach that goal, then you tackle something new that challenges you, that make you feel like you're not good enough, that you suck. Yeah. And then, okay, well, I got to improve some more. Uh-huh. And that makes me feel like I'm growing every time that I do something different. So that's good. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, because we need to wrap up, I want to ask you the, the last question. It's supposed to be the first question, but fuck it. I, I, I think I'm, I'm just embracing the fact that I'm, I'm going to ask it mm-hmm. lastly. Um, but what are you grateful for? Oh, wow. What a great question. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for the friends that I have made. I'm grateful for the people that I can help and people that can help me. Obviously, I can say a lot of things about placements or whatever, but on a human level i'm great especially now that i i went you know to this conference and i saw so many friends i'm grateful to do something that i love and to share it with people that i really really care for you know like you and i can talk about these things forever and we're genuine and we are you know passionate about it i'm grateful for that there are people that don't find their passion that don't don't find what they really love mm. like yeah i do this for sure whatever but the fact that we do something that we really really love is amazing and i'm grateful for that yeah. fuck yeah man thanks for coming yeah. on thanks for coming to los angeles hey. so we can meet up in person now i need to go to bali and surf it. <laughs> it's a wrap yo If you enjoyed this podcast with Eric, please give it a five-star rating and a review on Apple if you can. Also share it on your socials. It really helps. It really, really helps and it counts. And just let me know what you thought about this on socials. And I love you. See you on the next one. Peace.